Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So you're standing on the cable. There's yours. Quite chewy. <laughs> you're a good girl. There we are, so Oliver and Mabel and uh, a biscuit from It's Complicated. Look at this, there we go. Well, we've all been pushed around. Hello and welcome to It's Complicated with Tanya Gooden, the podcast that helps you untangle your relationship with your phone. Because we've all been. This is a podcast about learning to live healthily and happily with technology and the digital world and about understanding why sometimes that's so hard to do. Because in learning how to step away from our phones more, we're actually learning how to focus more on our relationships, our work and our health, leaving us happier, healthier and with hours more time in our day. I'm your host, Tanya Gooden, author and founder of digital wellbeing movement Time to Log Off. Each week, I'll be asking a new guest what they've learnt about themselves from the relationship they have with the tiny tyrant in their pocket, their smartphone. So it's series six of It's Complicated and I want to say welcome back to everyone who subscribes and hello to any of you who might be new to the podcast This is now the third series that we've put out in a pandemic. Uh, I think when we put out season four last spring, we thought it might be a novelty, but it's now become the norm. And of course, one thing that the pandemic has done over the last 12 months is really put a spotlight on how we use screens. We've been very grateful for lots of aspects of them, but there have been a lot of people complaining about excess screen time and what it's doing to them. So we're going to be looking at Lots of those issues over this series, but I really wanted to start on an up note with somebody who kept me sane in lockdown last year and I think kept millions of other people sane. So I'm really, really delighted that we're launching this series with Andrew Cotter and Olive and Mabel. So Andrew is one of our best loved sports commentators. He turned his brilliant sporting commentaries from the Masters, the Open, Wimbledon and the Six Nations into lockdown contests between his two Labradors, Oliver and Mabel. And his videos went viral and have now been watched more than 80 million times. 
I hope as a result of listening to this, those of you who didn't know about Andrew and Oliver Mabel are going to get out and download some of those videos because they are absolutely hilarious and brilliant and funny and heartwarming. And as I said, kept me and a lot of other people very entertained and sane in lockdown. So we do have a little cameo from Oliver Mabel in this episode, but I'm going to sit back now and let you listen to me chatting to Andrew Cotter. So welcome to It's Complicated. I have been dying to get you on the podcast. Have you? I have. I have. I have. <laughs> Am I going to go back through the back catalogue of podcasts? Obviously, I've listened to most of them already and listened to every intro. Hello, no. X. I have been dying to get you, you on. You were the person that kept me sane in lockdown. And I'm sure lots of people have told you that. I'm sure yeah. literally well, everyone says. You were the first thing that made me laugh, I think. Oh. Uh, uh, it's, it's worrying that I am the thing keeping people sane, <laughs> seeing as I teeter on the edge of insanity all the time but no well that's that's genuinely that has been the the very best thing about about the whole Oliver and Mabel thing is that yeah it sounds trite and then you think oh god I'm virtue signaling here and I'm saying hey look at look at me healing the world with laughter but it's but there has been you know to hear people say they don't make it up when they're saying that I laughed you know I haven't had much to laugh about recently but I laughed at this and that's mm. I suppose that's what people must get who are genuine comics or, or you know doing this thing as, as a job you know they get they get the, the their own sort of satisfaction and ego fed from hearing the laughter but they're getting a satisfaction from making people happy even yeah. if it's briefly you know it's um it's a it's a very sort of special thing well, I, all, I, I talk a lot about the negative, you know, the downsides of social media. But the mm. one thing I always admit to is a weakness for dog videos and dog yeah. Instagram accounts. And that was before you were doing what you were doing with Oliver I mean, Mabel. There, there aren't enough of them, are there? Really, there, there should aren't, be more. No. <laughs> I mean, how many dog and cat accounts do you think there are out there? Well, I know because most I'm of them following have replied to me. Them. Yeah, well, you're following most of them. And most of them have replied to me over the last... Um, the last year or so, a year, ten months or so. Let's just say that. Um, yeah, there are a lot of them. A lot of them, obviously, set up by owners in the name of their dogs and yeah. with the language of their dogs. And I like to think that my dogs just speak normally. In fact, I wrote about it in the book about having a dream and Olive just telling me something matter-of-factly, and she spoke with a voice. And I can't, <laughs> I don't know who it was, but it was just a, it was just a normal human voice. She spoke to me. I sound quite biblical there. Olive came to me in a dream and spoke to me and said, and said, lo, did she say, give me more food. But some people give their, their dogs silly voices. Silly voice. I don't, I'm not really, not really on board with that. It's not wrong. You know, do whatever you want. I think that's why your videos went viral, because I think they touched a nerve with those of us. And I think we are the majority who talk to our dogs like they're slightly stupid. So <laughs> or, yeah, you know, exactly. They don't talk to them in a kind of baby voice, the silly voice, but say, you know, come on, why are you yeah. messing around? Why are you leave it? Come on, yes. now. come on. We've yeah. we've talked about this already. You know, yeah. as if the dogs going, did we talk about it? I can't, I can't remember. The one thing actually, I had, you know, I talk about how little negative feedback I've had, and there have been a couple of comments recently when I've put up videos because the Zoom video was the pivot point. Yeah, that was my because, favorite, I think. Because up until think, that point yeah. it was commentating on on my dogs, you know, being a sports commentator commentating on your dogs. And then I thought I don't want to do this forever. I don't want to do it anymore because I've got to go back and commentate on sport and I'm a sports broadcaster. So you can't be doing 
you know, the Olympics or the Wimbledon final, whatever it might be, you can't do that having constantly been commentating on your dogs. People won't take you <laughs> seriously. So, so I thought, I, I don't want to do the commentary anymore. That wasn't why I did the Zoom and the Zoom just sort of came to me when I was out on a walk. I thought, right, I'm going to do that. Uh, but then that naturally led into just from then on, it was sketches where I'm, you know, I'm talking to them and sort of understanding or think I'm understanding what they're saying. Yeah. And I think that's, I think for me, that's that's better than, it's not cleverer, but I think more people can relate to it as they talk to their dogs. But I had a couple of, the one I put up very recently, which was, I think Mabel might have been playing a keyboard in it. Um, oh, anyway, yes, and, I saw that and, one, yeah. And making and, tiramisu. Yeah, yeah and, Olive was making tiramisu. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, she wasn't. She just <laughs> as, ate, as she ate a bag of flour. Yeah. yeah, exactly, very badly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, I did get a couple of comments saying, oh, I preferred that when you did commentary on your dogs. I don't like it when you pretend you can oh. understand them. And I thought <laughs> my little heart sank because I, I've got such a thin skin. But then again, you see, you know, hundreds of nice, you know, messages about them saying, oh God, this is whatever funny. So you've got to be sort of strong enough in your own convictions to carry on doing that. But also, as you're saying, we talk to our dogs, we talk to our pets and we mm. think we do understand them mm. and we talk normally to them. So I quite like the idea of of just putting them in human situations and um, it's examining our own lives through dogs you know because we're all going through lockdown and baking and trying hobbies and going through zoom meetings so it's examining all the things that we're going on going through just now but just putting our dogs into those into those situations. So I got the feeling when I saw the first couple of videos that you had been doing this for years you'd been secretly no. commentating on them no, God, and no. just never broadcasting no. it and just doing it so I mean just talk us through how it all started when the because the first one was the dog's breakfast well, I, the first was... one I saw was Game of Bones which I yeah. just I mean, made me weep laughing well, <laughs> is this what the world's come to God I'm so depressed well the first one I mean it's it's strange how it's coming around to that time of year again because I, as we speak now? just now, well, no, yeah. it was well, it was about it was a month it? later. Yeah. So, yeah. but as we speak, I'm getting ready to commentate on Scotland against Wales and the Six Nations at Murrayfield. And last year in 2020, on March the 13th, Friday, March 13th, I was getting ready to go down and commentate on Wales against Scotland in Cardiff. But you know, a couple of games had already been called off, and then we were just hoping that this game would happen Cheltenham the big Cheltenham festival um, oh, yes, the racing yeah. that happened super and it was spreader getting event. super <laughs> spreader and everyone was saying this shouldn't be happening and I think yeah. we kind of knew even as I got in the car got ready to get into the car I thought this might be called off and lo and behold the text came through from the editor saying it's been called off and then it was literally two minutes later an email came in from Augusta National saying the Masters has been postponed and I think it was the same day or maybe a day later, the London Marathon went and around about the same time Wimbledon was called off and the Olympics and the Open Championship. So it was just a case of me poking fun at the situation, at my own situation and saying, look, oh, you know, I'm a sports broadcaster and this is what I'm reduced to, commentating on my dogs eating their breakfast. So that was the first one. But I didn't, I actually didn't put it out immediately because this is what happens sometimes with social media is that so I recorded it on March the 13th no I recorded it on the Saturday yeah I recorded it on the Saturday because it was in the morning because I, I thought I'll record them eating the so breakfast so that was a week before lockdown wasn't it yeah so that you was lockdown, about the 20th or yeah I think so yeah, yeah. Uh, but but in the interim there was a, another commentator a guy called Nick Heath who is a very funny guy and he put out some commentary on everyday life it wasn't just dogs, but he had commentated on, on pig, people crossing the street and things like that and presenting it 
as a sort of mock sporting event. So I thought, well, I can't do it now. But then, but then it just went on and on. You know, the days passed, oh. and I thought, oh, I'll just put it out and put it out, and the rest is is, <laughs> is internet history. Is I mean, browser it, browser history? It's phenomenal, isn't it? I I was re- I was trying to get some of the latest stats. So the estimate is that they've been watched fifty million times. No, it's, I mean it is, and I'm not. This is not me saying. Well, well, hang on a second, but it's close to eighty million. If you take oh, all the 80, well, if you well, if you take that's taking Twitter, Twitter and Instagram, YouTube, YouTube yeah. oh, uh, course, all together yeah, for yeah. all the videos. Then yes, but but the big the big one was um, not the big one. The, the, the the leader so far is, was the second one, the Game of Bones one. Game of Bones, yeah. Which because that on Twitter, you know, has had over twenty million um, and about five six million on on YouTube and whatever. But but the first five in the series were all multi millions of uh, mm. of views, and then you, it's terrible fear that the next one won't get. And obviously the wave the wave shallows and 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 reduces, and, and you're never going to have that moment when we were all at the in March and April, this was all so novel to yeah. everyone in the world. And we were all locked down. We were all looking at our social media feeds and we were all thinking, what a strange situation this is. So there was that intensity that anything to do with that, which was in any way half funny, was going to get some views. So the ones since haven't. But, you know, you'll still get one or two million or many hundreds of thousands of views if you put out something which is... And I don't... That's one of the reasons I don't put them out every... Well, there are a couple of reasons why I don't put them out every one, two or three, four days, whatever, because you've got to think of a decent idea. But also, people would get so bored. Oh, God, this old thing again. So you've got to leave it a few weeks between between videos. And the day that I put one up and people go, oh, for God's sake, give it a rest. I'm, I've moved on to the cat or the counsellors or, or the cat counsellors. <laughs> the cat counsellor, the cat lawyer. Did you see that one? That was on I Twitter, mean, I did see that one. It's one, of the, it's one of the funniest clips I've seen because it's just, it's got everything. And I'm that's what you've got to, well, it's just, it's his, it's, it's the, the, the slightly worried expression of the cat. The fact that the ears are back looking nervously about fits his voice saying, I don't know what it happened. Really does, I'm not, I'm not a cat, and then goes, well, I can see you know what I can see you're not a cat, but it's just perfect it is that that clip sums up human folly and combined with internet silliness it's just it, an animals it's just perfect it's mm-hmm. absolutely perfect cannot be improved upon so when it was all going wild, what was the best there are two things I would tell what was the who was the best kind of celebrity that retweeted and, and also what was the weirdest thing that happened offer or you know something because oh. i know thousands of people were messaging you but it was and it was it was just impossible to keep up Millions. with them yeah. yeah it was just it was it was impossible to it was impossible to get a handle on you know your face melted as you looked at your thing <laughs> going around it was just it was just too much but i don't know it was the, it was the it wasn't even so much the the names who who got in touch it was the fact that you could see it around the world people appreciating it and that mm. was something which i uh, yeah it was uh, it was odd it was it was sort of gratifying in a way because you're getting all this praise and we as humans like dogs like a bit of praise i was getting cyberly tickled behind the ear and people saying this is i love <laughs> this told you're a good dog yeah, yeah exactly and i was saying yeah. i'm not a dog i'm a lawyer from <laughs> texas but then yeah so i mean there were lots of Big names and and the idea of Ryan Reynolds sitting there, or Julianne Moore, or Mark Hamill, enjoying this video that you've made, 
So all these names, and then the British name, you know, Hugh Laurie and Don French and mm. Rory Bremner, Armando Iannucci. I think it was when comedians, people who are known for their comedy, you know, Jennifer Saunders and Don French, as I mentioned, are, are, but Armando Iannucci, you say, who is just a sort of comedy hero of mine, not just a comedy hero, a satirical hero, said, oh, never stop making these, or whatever. Or Adrian Edmondson, you know, I don't know. I just felt that... It was a sort of validation of because you don't you don't know if something's you kind of think if something's funny but you never really think that something is is that it's going to go around so, the globe. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, so it was. But then, as we touched upon at the start, it was it was more the hundreds and thousands of messages coming in saying, "Oh my God, I, you know, that that's that's ninety seconds of happiness in a day which has been pretty crappy for me." So that was the that was the sort of biggest, brightest part of all of it. I think, I mean, you mentioned that comedian who sort of commentated on real life. I think that the thing that struck the chord was, you know, the love of dogs. Mm. I mean, your obvious love for Oliver Mabel, even when you're, you're speaking to them yeah. the way you do, and how we all feel about our dogs. Well, I'm I a think, dog yeah. person. But it's, um, I, I, it's not a sickly love. It's not a no, uh, everything no. they do is perfect. It's kind yeah. of sometimes it's an exasperation Faintly with them. exasperated. Oh, yeah. for God's sake, what are you doing, Olive? Just leave it. But you'd hope yes that the love always shines through because it is just the constant thing even when you get so annoyed with your dogs and they are annoying at times and they do things like what what are you doing just leave put it down put it down put it down why aren't you putting it down (laughs) but all the time it's just god I, i love you and need you in my life There's been, I think, a real boom on the kind of appreciation of dogs in particular in the pantheon. I mean, I would say this because I'm not a cat person, but I don't feel I've noticed the same about cats. Well, cats don't. You're not. Cats aren't creatures who are going to. They they are. Sorry, to cat people, of course, they're going to offer comfort in it. But cats are going to be thinking, am I all right? First and foremost, am I okay? Okay, Mm. all right. Okay, well, I might just go and briefly coil myself around the legs of this person because they give me food. But you don't, you can't drag a cat in close and bury your your face in a cat's head and and just go, oh God, I just I just need to, can I just stroke your ears for a minute? The cat would say, no, you can't stroke my ears. What are you doing? That is assault. So I I I just dogs, the the love of dogs is just so easy and so obvious. And I think that's what we need. We don't need to work for our love, which you have to with a cat. You have to go no. into deep negotiations <laughs> with a cat before you you're allowed to, feed to come dogs, in. Close. Don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not even that. I just, <laughs> just sometimes I'll be sitting there and I'll just catch Oliver Mabel just looking at me, just gazing at me. Mm. And it's because I've probably is because I've fed them, but it's not because they want food at that time. It's just because I think they're thinking, do you know what? This this guy's okay. And um, yeah. yeah, I think we're, we're, yeah, they are desperately needed at the moment. Of course, the, the sort of downside of that is that everybody thinks, right, I've got to get a dog because a mm. dog will see me through this pandemic. I've seen what dogs can do, the power of them. And it's true, but it just means that a lot of dogs are going to be with people who are ill prepared for what it takes to own a dog because it's yeah. not all, you know, you see pictures of dogs and little videos of dogs and you're seeing sort of an Instagram snippet like we see with life and thinking, oh, that's perfect. That'll be brilliant. I'll have the comfort of a dog. Yeah, but you'll also be picking up after it and you'll also mm. be woken up at three in the morning and you'll Walking also be... Walking in the cold and the rain. And, and, and... <laughs> there, it might be barking constantly as well. And it's just... 
So there are, you know, there are hard aspects to owning a dog, and that's why lots of them end up in in shelter, sadly, and there will be. There will be a ripple through effect at the moment of that that people just yeah. will I'm find out. I'm reading about that already, actually. Mm. Yeah, dogs yeah. being abandoned, which is <clears throat> yeah. really sad. When people become influencers, and I hate to mention this word... I get um, to go but... to Dubai and sit on a camel. <laughs> if only, yes. People do talk about the pressure, the kind of performance pressure, and you've slightly alluded to it. I was wondering how that had affected your relationship with Oliver Mabel, because... Presumably when you're trying to get them to perform or not mm. trying to get them to perform, you know, trying to observe something that you could make in... Has, yeah. that, has that changed? Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. And I, that, I'm very aware of that. And that will be when I call it a day when I'm thinking, no, this is, this is mad. I don't... They don't need this. I don't need this. But sometimes, you know, they'll be doing something. I'll think, oh, I'll film that. And then it doesn't end quite the way you want it to end. And you think... And you find yourself... Not shouting at all, but you find yourself just sort of going off. And the dog's going, what? I was just, I wandered over there because the sniff over there was brilliant. And then, of course, you go off. Of course you can do that. You're a a dog. You're not going to hit your mark. So, uh, yeah, I'm, but but the pressure is, is real because... You know, you get, as I say, you get all these messages coming in and, and, and loads of people and they're just asking because they like, they want another video, which is nice. Yeah. It's a compliment. But they're saying when, you know, Where's the only the problem one? with these videos is, yeah. and that's one of the comments you get is the only problem with these videos is not enough of them. But as I touched yeah. upon, you don't want to do too many. But the real reason I don't do too many is that the process of getting a video out there is a bit more complicated than so that you hope to make it look simple. And as if it's just a moment you've captured. But obviously with some of the sketches, it's more complicated than that. I mean, you know, when I did the home gym one, you know, I was making a home gym for them. Mm. I mean, it was for me, really. Obviously, I had made a home gym in my garage. But sort of um, they're applying for membership. And even things like you find yourself because I'd made a weights rack for them of different size sticks that's in the corner, uh, corner of the shot. And so you're out in the uh, in the forest gathering different sized sticks, and you're going, "Is that one bigger than the last one? Is that Am one?" I so you've got mad? to <laughs> so you've got to spend ages getting props for, you know, I've bought stuff online that is just nonsense, but but I know it'll be a prop for, you know, I bought, I for the the Halloween one, I bought a black leather collar oh, yes, for Mabel, I love that one. Yeah. and then and then bought some white masking, to, bought some white electrical tape to make it into a Vickers dog collar. You know, and I'm like, it's just if you want to look at that video, and hopefully you'll think it's one take. It's not, but yeah. it's made to look like there are no joins in it. I, but I love the idea. I love the process of filmmaking as well. So, um, you know, you can't call these films. Well, I suppose they are. They're little films. So, it, you, even on a sort of much smaller scale than a proper film, it's still the same process. You think of a, you think of an idea. You and and sometimes the idea changes according to and you'll change what you're saying according to what they're doing and this is very different to the very first ones because the first ones were just commentating on things as they happened yeah yeah but then you develop it into and again the zoom thing was the the switch that was the the switch and then but then you think you know everyone's got becomes a bit of a production which has its own demands so that's why they're not coming out every two days yeah they're more complex I I have to say some of mine my favorite ones are the ones where they're really not doing very much, and you're talking. Yeah. I, I, there's the what is it? The walk of shame? I'm not sure. That, well, one yeah, of them is standing, standing in, in the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I now, thought actually, was, uh, your experience uh, well, of being a common sports commentator must have 
really prepared you for that. Well, I was there coming. Are times I was, you have to fill when nothing's happening. I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah. But I was walking up the path, and I saw Mabel had run ahead, and she loves to be in water, so she'd just taken herself into the pond, but then was just standing there, and I could see it in the distance, and I was sort of running, fumbling for my phone at the same time because I knew that this was going to be, and then all have disappeared off you know, a few yards away and she was just sort of standing around looking as if she didn't know what was going on in the world, which is true. And then you just think, right, film, talk, film, whatever. So (laughs) some things just happen. But then, you know, for every one like that, there are 50 videos on my phone that never see the light of day because they just don't (laughs) work. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. So are you giving up the day job? How much of your life? I mean, I know, obviously, because there's not much sport at the moment. There's not much day job. Um, But going forward, do you see yourself doing more of this kind of stuff? Because all our lives have changed, haven't they, since... They have. And I'd like to do something, you know, different. And whether it's, you know, having written the book and probably writing another one, that's, you know, I've been wanting to do something different for a while. Not, Not... not giving up sports broadcasting. It's a fantastic job. It's one that I'm mm. so lucky to do. But then you think, I'd quite like to maybe try something else. So you try something else, whether it's writing a book or making little videos on the internet. But, you know, you've got to pay the mortgage as well. So, yeah. Um, so there will and, be another book. Did you just well, slip there that there will be another one? I, 
it's 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 under discussion at the moment. <laughs> the trouble is, I I wrote the book last year, and I had no other work. So so it was there was impetus to do it, but there was also yeah. time to do it. Whereas this year, you know, if if you're writing over the summer, then I'm, Wimbledon's going to happen this year under some sort of guise. The Olympics will happen under some sort of. Well, it'll be strange, but I, I think it will happen. The Open Championship will happen. So I, I'm pretty much working, you know, for at least eight, you know, almost two months solid. So then you haven't got time or energy to write a book as well. So mm-hmm. I would only write a book, you know, it's, it's finding the subject matter as well. Do you write again about dogs or do you write about something else and hope that the people who join because of the dogs liked your style of writing anyway? And yeah. so there's, yeah, it's I, I'd love to try it again, but it's a, it's, it's not an easy process writing a book. It shouldn't be. <laughs> it's not, I've read. I wrote this book in five hours because I'm an influencer <laughs> and people will buy it. So it's it's utter nonsense. It's very poor quality, but I got it out there. It um, does really tug at the heartstrings. I have to say, I had a lump in my throat as you? I was reading. Yeah, the, the way you talk about them. Oh, yeah, I there think is it's, that. Yeah, I mean, it's but very when you're writing lovely. as well, when you're writing um, a book and you're sort of feeling the strain and the emotion and the nostalgia. That we're all feeling last year and this of year of life before. Of yeah. life before, we're all. I, I, I would hope that everybody's feeling that sort of nostalgia, you know. And you look back at normal times in life and the dogs you've had before, and how dogs are seeing you through this, and they'll be there in the future, but it might be different dogs. Then oh, don't. Bec- I can't bear thinking about that. Well, different you become dogs. aware yes. of the. You become aware of the. The fleeting nature of time. So I don't want people to think this is a really somber book because it's not. I would hope no, that ninety-five percent of it yeah. is funny. Yeah. But there is definitely dogs are you know ninety-five percent of their lives are fun and funny. But there's always a sadness or the brevity of it as well. So you're writing about that. I, I had a couple of people, American people, you know, and they they've been so into Olive and Mabel, contact me and say, I will buy your book if you can assure me that no dogs die in it. And I said, well, <laughs> I'm still making Olive and Mabel videos, so unless I'm propping them up with... They are, still, they are still with us. So, well, because everyone's so used to Marley and me and the sadness yeah. of, you know, yeah. you'll let me know when it's time, won't you, buddy, or whatever. So, oh, don't. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> don't get emotional now. It's, um, but, no, there's, I would hope that there's, there is a little bit of poignancy in it, but it's largely a fun escape into the world of dogs so you just said that you've uh, a few minutes ago that you've hardly had any bad feedback sort of mm. anything negative i wanted to ask you how your relationship with social media has changed as a result of this experience because obviously you were using it before <clears throat> i was but, this but is it's a totally yes. different kind of yeah game, well inter- i mean when you're a sports broadcaster there is negative feedback there's negative feedback for anybody who does a job that's in the public eye but especially in sport because people get angry if their team or their favorite players lost or underperformed and you've been commentating on that so they'll take that out and use a commentator or you might just be a terrible commentator i might be guilty of that so that they they then get angry because you've they've you've ruined their viewing experience and they'll let you know about it whereas with something like Olive and Mabel you know 99.99% of Tens of thousands, you know, a hundred thousand messages coming in have been just positive. So that's an entirely different thing to deal with. Mm. But I mean, if I did a commentary in the past and anyone could be bothered to send me a message, most of them actually would be positive, but there would still be a few that would be negative. And so what you've got to do is try and ignore both sides of them. Don't get too inflated by the praise and don't get too brought down by the, the criticism because it doesn't really matter you've just got to trust that you yourself you have done a what you believe is a decent job and similarly 
it's very difficult to ignore all the nice things that come in. I'm not saying you should ignore them. Um, and I, again, I tried to reply to most of them, but but it's you can't let yourself get carried away by all the nice things coming in because then you get addicted to it. And there has been an element yeah. of that and that's just a chemical thing, as I, again I write about in the book. That's if you people do that. That's what social media does to people. You know, you get a oh, someone retweeted that, someone liked that, someone liked yeah. that thing that I de- it's a did. Million thing that I said. Parts, isn't it? It's a million headpads, isn't it? It's a million headpads. It's a million biscuits. It's the yeah. dopamine hit that you get and that you need that reward function in your brain for doing something, and it cannot that cannot be healthy. But it's but it's where we are at the moment. And, it's, and you've noticed it, that in yourself, have you? When you've I've noticed that myself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and it's not a good, but I think we're all in that place and it's not a good place to be, but it's where we are because of the situation in the world. And if if the world were carrying on as normal, you w- we wouldn't be looking at social media so much. We wouldn't be on the internet so much. We would I be doing not. other yes. things. Yeah. Um, and and I've also you know physically noticed a sort of strain in my eyes as well. Mm. And when you're doing other things, you know, is that tree has that tree always been blurry? Is that is that normal? Because you're looking at this tiny screen all the time. So um, I've heard of these blue screen glasses you can get, the blue light glasses, um, to improve you know from looking at these screens all the time. Yeah. That I don't know if they work or not. They're just absolute I, nonsense I think, invented yeah. by cats. Um, <laughs> I think but, the jury's uh, uh, out on a lot of them. I think yeah, the only thing we can do is keep looking away from our screens, which is really hard at the moment. Yeah, very difficult. So you've yeah. got to you've got to try and retain a detachment, and I really do try and retain a detachment. But then, you know, I'll I'll be thinking about a video to put out, and then I'll put it out, and I'll see, I'll go, oh God, will people like it? Yeah. Well, you know, if you like it, that's true, you know. But then you've you you. It's back to what we said at the start. It's not just that people are saying, "Oh, Andrew, you're a funny guy. What a great guy. I like Andrew. I wish he were my friend." It's because people are saying you made me laugh, and you know I needed that laugh just now. So you're pleased because you're making people happy, and you want to do that again. So there's that addiction level to it, which is not good. But I like. I hope I've got it sort of in in control that I just go and cycle or run or walk the dogs. Just walk the dogs without. Without filming them or talking about taking to a camera, them. Them. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you just mentioned all the sporting events that are fingers crossed coming up over the summer. So life's going to be very different for Oliver Mabel because you've been there yeah. all the time. Have and they, you they do get about how that's more, going to be for you and them. Because... Well, they're definitely more clingy at the moment. There's no doubt yeah. about it. I go out for five minutes, you know, nip down to the supermarket, come back, and it's oh my god, what? I thought you had gone forever. I thought I'd lost you. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's always been an element of that with dogs, anyway. But yeah, they're going to have to they're going to have to get used to it because I'll, you know, well, I say that I don't think tra- travels not. I, you know, I suspect will not. Do you be take in. them with you? You don't. When you're Sometimes working. to domestic yeah. events, I would take them. Um, oh. You know, their understanding partner who can you, she can you know keep them get them somewhere and while I but oh that's very rarely though very rarely. actually I just saw I think you started you said you started a thread of dogs at. Sporting events. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> mean to. I didn't mean to. It's just I remember I because it was, it was the build-up to England against Scotland. And I remember doing Scotland-England three years ago at Murrayfield and seeing suddenly this dog, it was obviously a guide dog, but it's sitting on a dog, seat, just sitting it? on a seat or sitting in the, it's sitting in the yeah. aisleway, I think, I'm but it's just sitting them, yeah. watching utterly impassively, but it's watch, it just looks like it's watching the game, but it's just got that sort of blank expression the dogs have as if, 
I'm watching this. I'm not really understanding it. But um, and then uh, someone else just replied to me. Here's Pollock Football Club, and it's just a dog sitting in the stands, a golden retriever just <laughs> watching. And then just people started sending in um, dogs sitting in. Sp- Maybe sporting that's events. a way of combining the two. Your two kind of two two strands of your life. You career. take. Oliver Mabel with you to the events. Um, yeah, that would. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I'm already greeted as dog guy when I go into sporting events. So I think maybe um, I'm trying to steer away from that. Keep my my two strands of my career entirely separate. separate. Andrew, I could talk to you all day about Oliver Mabel and you, of course, but mainly about Oliver Mabel. Yeah, but that's that's the billing. That's the order, isn't it? That's (laughs) the way in the book, Oliver Mabel and me, me in small print. It's like the American cover. Have you seen the American cover for the book? I haven't. It's because I've gone. I've gone from it completely. (laughs) So they've taken the same picture and uh, and cropped me out of it, which I think think I, I, I do genuinely quite like it because it's it's all about those two dogs. And and also in the videos, I'm except for the strange documentary I made and the Zoom meeting. The documentary was one of my favourite ones, but it didn't quite get the massive yeah. role. So you don't see me, so it's just a just a voice uh, and the dogs and the camera on. It's sort of like peep show, just camera on the yeah. dogs. Um, yeah. So that's the way the cover is in America. How did you persuade Mabel to take second billing? Or do you just well, always she's, do she's, on age? She uh, is second. Seniority. I mean, she's yeah. not second billing in terms of favouritism. We, we love them both equally. They're very different. But she's she's junior dog. She's four years yeah. younger. And she is, you know, at the moment I can see through the glass that they're having one of their play brawls. And it's always Mabel oh. on her back and Olive just being the boss. Olive is... Uh, still in, top dog. She's still top yeah. dog, unless it comes to possessions. Because Mabel hoards things and she loves things and that's why that game of bones one that happens every day because yeah. Olive will have something and I I knew when I was filming that that Olive was going that Mabel was going to get it because she does it every time it, it happens every single time it's a sporting <laughs> event that plays out every day like that I am going to wrap up with three questions that I'm asking everybody mm. about their tech habits and their relationship with digital and right. social media so have you got for me three words that you'd use to sum up your relationship with the digital world? Just love and hate. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. I mean, that encapsulates, <laughs> encapsulates, encapsulates. I'm a broadcaster. Encapsulates it all. It's because, I, I, you know, you do... It's brilliant. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Mm. It's the cleverest thing. It's it's a magical world. I'll go on tonight instead of cycling in the traffic and the freezing. I'll go on to, to Zwift and and disappear into a fantasy world for a while. And it's it's amazing technology. And this what we are doing just now is amazing technology. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's also this Pandora's box that we can't shut anymore. And I hanker as well. We're talking about the nostalgia again for a simpler time where you know you're out in the real world or you're not people talk about connectivity as if it's brilliant sometimes it's not sometimes it'd be nice to to not switch off. to switch yeah. off go off the grid um, yeah. so yeah love and hate that's what you do when you go mountain walking yeah and that's it? it's yeah. torture at the moment because the snow conditions are the best they've been in and you can't get out and you can't get yeah. anywhere i can't can't go to the mountains in scotland so oh um what do you wish you'd known about the digital world or social media before you started using it because I guess you know you didn't it wasn't around when you were at school 
Um, yeah, no, not, it wasn't at, at all. No, no, so. not. I was <laughs> trying to think when I got my first email address would be ninety eight. So I'd graduated two years before that. It's amazing when you try to explain to youngsters whippersnappers. I know what it was like before. I did. Yeah. We didn't have more. How did you phone people? Well, you yes. went to a phone box in the street. <laughs> what? You went and you put in some money, and yeah. then after a while, your money would run out. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, it's amazing how. It's amazing how technology has moved on in the last 20 years. It's just it's just incredible so how the world has changed so fast. Yeah. And you wonder if it's going to keep up this pace, artificial intelligence and driverless cars and mm. um, and disappearing more into the virtual world where, you know, it just becomes so good that you can step into an advisor and it's as if you're in you know, the real world. It's, um, it's extraordinary. So, yes, what I wish I'd known, I wish I'd known, I don't know, you know, I wish I'd have thought about buying shares and things like Amazon. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I'd got and on the ground. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Apple and Amazon, these startup companies, I'd have said, I, I remember invest? when the shares for Apple were around. Yeah, oh, that was God, one of my yeah. big regrets. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I, I because I, you know, I'd like to say, oh, I, I wish I'd got into computer programming because now I'd be a whiz. I wouldn't because I was terrible at maths and it's essentially <laughs> mathematicians who are brilliant at it and people who are good with equations or algorithms and that's, I, know, I was terrible at that. So I would have been the worst program in the world um but yeah i i don't know i i don't know if I, there's anything i wish i'd known it's just we're all going along for the ride and what have you learned about yourself from your relationship with i haven't learned boyfriend? anything i've had it confirmed what i knew that i'm probably a little bit insecure <laughs> but we all are aren't we we're all i think literally all... everyone says that yeah, yeah. it's yeah. It, it it makes you it exposes you a little bit more to the world and to your own um, highs and lows and so I don't think it's I don't, again it's good in so many ways but negative in so many ways as well so I don't think I've learned anything new about myself and I probably haven't learned anything new about people of the world either it's just confirmed our feelings that we're all we're all just doing what in we can together. to get through it you're all in it yeah. together and we've all got our own human frailties and just don't get try not to get too angry with each other well, I think one of the really good things about the digital world for me, Andrew, is Oliver Mabel, <laughs> discovering Oliver Mabel. I mean, how would I have done it before that? It's funny, <laughs> if you thought about, you know, thought about this, something like this happening in the 1980s, yeah. the pandemic. We would have really been isolated, wouldn't we? It's so yeah. isolated. And so there's a positive thing about social yeah. media is that it is something of an aversion to an antidote. To loneliness and loneliness yeah. would be a real it is a real problem but it's helped a little bit by being able to laugh at angry counsellors or lawyers who have the <laughs> yes. head of a cat or dogs Jackie Weaver. Yeah, yeah exactly so you know for that reason it's it's good and for the, the fact that you can you can speak to relatives you can see them you can do it you know imagine doing this 20 30 40 years ago it would have been a lot simpler and a lot and perhaps easier in other ways but you know it would have been a lot harder in terms of connecting and human beings are even though some of us might not particularly like other human beings we are still a social species and um, that's why social media has a good side well i think 80 million people would have laughed a lot less in the last 12 months without again you 70 million of those clicks were my mum so, <laughs> and oliver mabel 10 million unique yeah. uh, unique users <laughs> Um, so thank you so much. I want to tell everyone to go out and buy Olive, Mabel and Me. Um, I bought an early signed copy. Did uh, you? I was one of those people that signed up the minute you said you were 
Oh, thank um, you. That's, you should get a, you should get a dedicated message for that. But um, I it's should, probably just a terribly I, yes. scrolled, a terribly scrolled signature. I, so. I was really feeling for you actually when I looked at the signature. I thought, I wonder how many copies you signed. I want you to Christmas, think. I, think. I want you to think that it was a very special and unique thing, and it is. It is. <laughs> but but there I'm, were not to, I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you how many I signed. So. <laughs> Um, um, and also the audio book is just out now, isn't it? It is. That took a long time. Because, well, because I, I'm quite a not. A, I suppose I'm a little bit of a control freak, and I thought, well, I've got the I've got recording facilities, and I'm going to be doing it. So I'd like to. So I'll edit it as well. It takes yeah. ages, and mm. the trouble is, you read it, and then I'd like to read it again because I, I always think I could do that better. I could do that. It doesn't sound quite natural enough, or I've, I've gone too quickly there. There's not enough of a pause there. Listen to Stephen Fry and the 74 books that he's I done. I love the comment you put on Instagram. It's the only only one of it's books not It's astonishing. So you go, through the, you, go through the, yeah. you go through the top 100 books all on Audible <laughs> if you're so shallow that you go through the chart and see if your book's there. But you, And they're all him. He's done the yeah. entire works of George Orwell. He's done the entire works of... Oh God, who is? P.G. Woodhouse. P.G. Woodhouse. He's done, he's done one that's... 72 hours long so he must Gosh. be on a massive contract with audible i mean who better he's brilliant yeah but you know give someone else a chance but audiobooks are time intensive uh, so if you do fancy listening to me reading all of mabel and me to you then please go out and and, and buy it i'm sure there are going to be hundreds of thousands of people who do that um I so wish. thank you thank you so much andrew it's been great right. no thank you i've enjoyed it cheers thank you i was hoping i might hear a little bark in the background but be... <laughs> just bear with me two seconds i just really i really feel like i want oliver mabel on the podcast <laughs> yes i've got me just wait 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 there stay there stay stay Stay, because you'll get tangled up in the cables. Your ears folded over, Memo. That's it. Shake it off. Right. Okay, you come that side. Right. So here we are. So this is a this is postscript to the pod. Um, so they were annoyed at being left out. So I've invited in Olive and Mabel to give them a biscuit and on your behalf. There's one. You're drooling a bit, Olive. You take that. Okay. Are you enjoying that? Are you enjoying that? Yeah. All right, Mabel. Yours is here. Wait a second. There we go. Hang on. You're standing on the cable. There's yours. Oh, God, that's quite quite chewy. <laughs> You're a good girl. <laughs> so oh, dear. Absolutely brilliant. There we are. So <laughs> Oliver Mabel and uh, a biscuit from It's Complicated. Look at there we go. Oh, they, so they say much. well, they say thank you, and now they're stretching <laughs> out on the floor and uh, going to sleep and looking for another biscuit. No yeah, doubt. exactly. There we are. That's their fee. That's their fee. Oh, thank you. All right, no worries. Thanks a lot, Andrew. All right, cheers. Take care. Um, Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's Complicated. If you haven't already, please do subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. It helps other people find us and it means you get a helpful little notification when a new episode becomes available. For more about getting a healthy balance with tech, you can follow me, Tanya Goodin, or Time to Log Off on Instagram and Twitter. And both my books, Off and Stop Staring at Screens, are available on Amazon and at all good bookshops. 
Finally, for more information about this and other episodes in the podcast series, visit itstimetologoff.com. Lost everything you try to see Cause we've all been swept away, yeah. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 